something is missed, some very obvious thing, and I don't mean thing meaning this, you know, like how we use the word thing. So let's say the obvious thing that something's not happening. That's missed. So, because it is happening now, the thoughts about that, but the picture the mind produces is of what's not happening. Yeah? You know the mind works in metaphors. The brain, it, the best way to teach a brain something isn't by yapping, but by painting a picture. When it's, it hears words, but it, what it does is it conjures up a picture of it. Yes? And in that picture, that picture does a lot more convincing than thousands of words and, and hundreds of facts. The picture overrides all that other stuff. Yeah? So when it is entertaining thoughts about what's not happening, what's actually capturing its attention and interest aren't the thoughts, it's the picture that it comes up with about those thoughts. So it pictures itself, and how it pictures itself obviously is a body. Yeah? So it pictures itself in that scene that it's thinking about. Yeah? The thoughts are like a blueprint, very bare bone. It's like a construction site. Just puts up a basic structure, but then the mind's identified as the topic, which is self. Uh, and by entertaining that structure, it makes it a Taj Mahal in a sense. Yeah. It gives it a real flesh and blood weight. So that can have a huge impact when it's just a basic structure a thought structure about what's not happening and the concern based on the system believing it's it's looking out for your best interests, which is survival, yeah? So it's thinking about what's going to happen to you as this. So it gives you these thoughts, you know, two little poles and maybe a very flimsy roof, you know? And the sense of knowing is like secure, it's like a security in the storm of unknown, yeah? Jesus, anything could happen to me in the future. So let me run under let's me run in under this little structure because at least I'll know, I'll believe I know what's gonna happen. I am gonna get fucked next week. Yeah. I know it for sure. I know for sure my girlfriend's running away with my anesthesiologist or something. I know for sure the nurse and the doctor were talking about their affair the night before when they were supposed to be operating. I know it. You know? Yeah. So that sense of knowing it is creates the, that little structure becomes like a Taj Mahal because what's entertaining it is unbelievable. Mind, really, there isn't anything called illusion, obviously, because that would mean it was a thing, yes? For it to have a solidity, illusion would have to be a thing. It would have to be like a house on Lake Street. Illusion. And illusion would be imposing its illusory view on you. No, no. The, the illusion is entertained. Thoughts and ideas are entertained by a mind that makes up an illusion out of it. And that mind, I hate to break the news to you, is right where you're sitting. It's not like a super, you know, mega mind like that move show they have having out there, that little cartoon show movie. Mega mind isn't sitting somewhere producing this giant illusion the hot, you know, to fool all the mini-minds. <laughs> the mega-mind is right where you're sitting. And so it sees the thought. And, you know, the whole system is is predicated. Yeah, see if that door stays open. 
this. We, we locked everyone out. Something is going against my promoting myself in this world. I swear I'm locking places out, you know, break, you know, it's just crazy. But yeah, let's go with this little track. Because you've got to get the flavor of it, yeah? Mine works with metaphors. Metaphors are like word pictures, yes? The words convey a picture, and the picture is what captures your attention, yes? But it isn't the picture that captures your attention. Actually, your attention's already captured by being identified as a self and being identified as what's thinking about those thoughts and or what those thoughts are about. So you're already, your interest and attention, I mean that incredible amount of light is going to go through the little mental projector with the film called Self-Centeredness in it and it's going to make it look like freaking a real place you're in. And yet, it's not happening. Yeah, But you can't, you can't convince the person who's inhabiting it that it's not happening. So they'll want to take a pill or something, really. After a while of seemingly paying rent in that place, they don't see any way out, so they want relief while they're in it, at least. Yeah? Which is really an incredible level of bondage. See? If an imaginary problem produces a desire to get instantaneous relief from it by taking something or acting out, that is a pretty damn good lock. So, for me, the whole idea of you and I taking ourselves to be this, and you and I are not taking ourselves to be this, the mental process is projecting that, that there's a you and I that could take it or not take it to be itself. Yeah? Which is... <laughs> that's what we've swallowed. Yeah? We're not swallowing everything after that. That's what we swallowed to begin with. Yeah? Every time the yapping... The mind, the narrating mind talks. There's a feeling that it's about you or you're doing it or it's concerned about your welfare and you, 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 you. But you have to realize how the mental process holds you is as a body. I mean, what's the activity of the mental process? Thinking, yes? Thoughts? Would you say that? At least is one of its activities, thoughts. And if you've noticed, your thoughts about life and about them and about you are a body. When it thinks about someone, it doesn't think about them as a spirit. Give me a freaking break. It thinks about them as a body. And when all your hours of sitting there quietly reflecting about what's going to happen to you in life or what's happened to you in life, how, what, all those thoughts, what is the picture or the metaphor that's conjured up in, in the head? It's of a body, yeah? So you have to see that the mental process that, quote-unquote, there may be a reliance on in this apparatus is based and rooted and is defined by the center of the system called self. It cannot, and self is a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That thought system cannot cast yourself as anything other than that. Yes? Even when you imagine yourself to be a spirit, you're doing it from the idea of a body. <laughs> and the great realization here in the mental process is you realize you're not a body. So obviously to have that experience of realizing you're not a body, there must have been a sense you were a body. Yeah, obviously. <laughs>
<laughs> you wouldn't have had a great realization, hey, I'm not the body, if you were not the body all the time. <laughs> it would just be the way you traveled here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better, in a sense. Because your realization can come and go, as people have seen. You can have a great realization on Monday, and by Thursday it's forgotten. It's been memorialized and put on your mental mantle, and now it's something for your mind to obsess over and beat you up with, actually. You should know better by now. You had that realization. Why are you taking yourself to be a body? You're not taking yourself to be a body. The mental process is taking you to be a body, and your awareness is unaware of that, because your interest and attention has gone into the mental process. Yeah? We're absorbed in that. And so something that's always so, and is all there is, can in this place seem not to be so. Yeah? You can be totally oblivious to awareness here. Totally oblivious to it. And then consciousness is easily taken care of by becoming, it becomes a verb that you do or don't do. Or an adjective that you have or don't have. I'm very conscious. This was on a month-long retreat. And ate mango juice or whatever, mango scene and, you know, papaya and all those other fucking high price little nuts from other around the world. Berries, which are always proven not to do what they're said to do after a few months. Jesus Christ. We're living in incessant hope that somehow through the body we're all going to become great. <laughs> really. Watch what happens. This whole place could go down the tubes, but vanity would still sell. You know, I live in Marin. There's a magazine, a weekly paper every week called The Pacific Sun. The first six pages of it are advertisements for plastic surgery and beauty spas and Botox and this thing. Give me a break. You're not seeing yourself as a body? Come on. <laughs> Billions of dollars of advertising can't be wrong. <laughs> They're not that stupid. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong taking care of yourself, taking care of the body. But if you're identified as it, you, you're, on a, you're on the losing side because it's going to get old and die. I hate to tell you. And like an old Radiohead song says, uh, you know, all the plastic surgery during, you know, all the different breast enhancements, gravity always wins. <laughs> plastic treaty is a good song. Gravity always wins. So, you know, it's just amazing that we can't seem just to start from that point. That, all right, here's the system that's obviously most of us are relying on just to navigate a day, obviously, yeah? Because when you wake up, you wouldn't know what was going on without memory and stuff. Yeah. You would in a, be in a constant state of, I don't know, and for some aspect of the mind, that's not okay. It wants to know. At all costs, even if it freeze-dries everything in life, it'd rather know than to have to walk around in an alert, conscious state of, I don't know. It's just my, I mean, the mental isn't looking for a bed. It can sleep vertically, you know? It's just walking around unconscious, in a way. We're like coffins with wheels on them. Yeah, we're just rolling around, you know. Basically just totally unconscious. So awareness can be forgotten here. But our interest and attention, being obsessed with that thought system, as soon as your interest and attention gets obsessed with that, you become a citizen of that mental realm. 
and then thoughts of the past and the future are going to have a huge impact on what you take yourself to be. No matter how much freaking philosophy you try to use and this and that, when push comes to shove, it's going to be convincing. Because how could something that's false not fall for false evidence appearing real? Yeah? That little acronym of fear they use in recovery, false evidence appearing real. So the mental process presents false evidence. Yes, this is life's about me and I have a point purpose and I'm a chosen one and whatever it may be that it's running, you know. I'm the unchosen one, I have no purpose, it's all meaningless, they're the same side, at the same point, you know. <laughs> 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 relief, it's really an instantaneous relief. It really is. Because it's not a time, it's not a process, it's not a pro- it is not a solution of time. Getting of it may translate in this body of time and space, yes? It may seem to translate over time, but the message is not a time-based solution. It's not, all right, start with this and now do all this practicing and then you'll achieve the second level, you know, purple belt, and then you'll get to the fourth level, orange, and then the black belt, yes? It's not that. It's, it's a timeless solution. And it drops in, and usually it's the first registering of it is an aha, or an unspoken yes, or a sense of what they call now resonance, yeah? There's just something, like, I don't know about this guy Paul on Monday nights, but there's just something that I felt, yeah, or I feel when I go to these meetings. That's it. That's the freaking message. That's its complete wholeness right there. It's a little bit of timelessness in the seeming linear story of all of us, yes? That's the whole point, that unspoken yes. It's echoing constantly, constantly. And all that's needed is a little attention and interest taken away from all these things and how it's injected into all those things is the bridge of my, M-Y in English, yes? It means claiming. Or privatizing. So a thought is not a thought to most of us. It's my thought. And then the same with body, my body. Same with time, my time. Same with life, my life. Same with job, my job. Same with girlfriend, boyfriend, my girlfriend, my boyfriend. Same with money, my money. Just tell the difference. You say money and then my money. Weigh it. Now, how many topics are in your life? Those are just five or six. Aren't there hundreds of them during the day? So hundreds of them you're addressing during the day, or maybe a week, or maybe a lifetime. Thousands of them, thousands of things coming up. Bodies, time, people, this and that. And I'm just telling you right now, take one, money, and now put the word my in front of it. My money. Tell me which one's heavier. Right? If you don't like that one, body. My body, come on. Time, my time. Girlfriend, my girlfriend. Future, my future. Past, my past. See the weight. 
money, my money. Yeah? Now travel a week or a year or 20 years with that. Which is going to produce a traveling lighter and which is going to produce a traveling heavier here? Money, 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 my 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 money, yes. The my, because of the weight, isn't just going to stay one kind of heavy. With this gravitational fucking pull, it's going to get heavier. The lighter, based on its nature, is going to do what? Get lighter. staircase are you on? Literally. Check it out. Your future health. Health. I have really done everything I need to do about it. It's time to what? Let it go. My health, there is no option to let it go there because what's going to happen to me? I may die and I haven't communicated to everyone I wanted to communicate. I haven't professed my care for them the way I've ever wanted to, always wanted to, which is all made up at the same time. And then it's like, oh, I have a rush to leave an imprint in this life. you the whole story. There's only one mind on all the thousands of topics and things that you can get invested in in this life, and there's thousands of them, there's hundreds of them during the day, but there's only one MY. Only one MY. I can't go and change those thousands of things. First of all, they don't have an inherent meaning. You know, inherent? It's not, they don't have a self-meaning. They're given meaning by me, by this apparatus, not by me. Well, actually, the me is giving it the meaning. It's through self-centered lens that your ability to give meaning to has been directed and conformed and programmed to give a certain meaning to things. Yes? So you and I are given everything the meaning it has. You and I are giving everything the meaning it has. And there's going to be thousands of things we're going to run into. But there's only one my. Yeah? And the one mind is the bridge to these thousands of things coming from one place which is going to distribute a lot of meaning and heaviness to those things. And then as you travel, as what you believe you are, all this meaning is going to heavy you freaking out. And actually, you're trying to get relief from it can produce a huge heaviness. Yes? It's called an addiction, called a this and a called a that. And it will just promote more and more heaviness. And the my will just keep being pressed onto everything. My, 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 my. And you won't know what the hell's going on. You'll do everything on the, on the other side of the bridge. You'll stop doing certain things. You'll not do this, do that. But still, this meaning is transferring into my life. And I keep traveling heavier and heavier. And yet I may have like an AA that says, you know, one of the biggest problems in recovery is too many people have so many years but not enough days. Yes, they're not traveling like Because the same things happen. My, 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 my. Giving tons of meaning to things. Yes? And then not just leaving that, that, but getting around with others and sharing the meaning. 
Alright, let me share about my, and I'll li- listen to yours, as long as I can tell you my again. And then it gets heavy and heavier, and we pass it on as if this is like a, a, a rite of passage here, is to dump on others. And if someone raises above and goes, hey, you know what, I'm inherently free, and doesn't bookend it with, but I'm still crazy, so they, alright, don't go crazy, tribe, I'm still one of you, just okay, let me play small, I'm crazy still. I just, I just mentioned this little moment of freedom that passed quickly. Of course, all my defects of character are the real thing, the real life defines it, but I did have a little moment. Give me that a little bit, please. Instead of just brazenly saying, hey, man, let's see what the impending doom has. The impending doom isn't what you're worried about. You're tithing fear to, to an imaginary impending doom every day. And the amount of every day, the fear that you're tied into it every day is much bigger than an impending doom could ever have been, I'm telling you. You have to see it. I mean, if you want freedom, it's no one's going to come and give it to you. You're your own authority. Yeah? This isn't about, you have the, the fail-safe excuse, oh, someone else has got it. You know? All I can do is Whatever. No. You are that. What's looking is what you are looking for. What's looking is exactly the same. The same event is happening through every one of us right now. There's just seeing going on. It's the mental process that changes it by claiming it as the one who's seeing. So the one who's seeing can be blind to the seeing in this interpretation. The most obvious thing of all can be unnoticed. Then you don't know what kind of shenanigans can happen after that. Once the most obvious whatever is unnoticed, anything can go on. Yes? So what? Thought my thought. Start there. You want some relief tonight? Go home when you're going home and you're laying down. And watch it in the little head, represent the day, and see if it, your little mental accountant gives you permission to have a good night's sleep. Yes, you, you, you accrued value. Yes, you worked hard. You made money. But maybe it finds a little, hey, what's this little debit here? <gasps> Let's represent that 850 freaking times. While that's happening, maybe, while it's going on, just while it's going on, it's not difficult. While it's being seen, watch the sense of a my. Because you're not thinking my all the time anymore. It's an assumption now. It's sort of like a road, yes, that was paved by imagination a long time ago, has been taken to be solid ever since. And all your thoughts are driving over it every day. Yes? We're going and looking at that to see, is there a feeling that when these thoughts are occurring, that I'm the one who's thinking them? Is there a feeling? Just sense it. Or they're about me. Just hold those two questions. Are these thoughts about me? And or am I the thinker? No big deal. I'm not looking for any answer. Just hold it that way. You have plenty of opportunity because the thoughts are going to show up. Yes? This tonight. So that's already in place. So There's a very minor question asking. You know? While they're there, you're not doing anything. You're not the thinker of them. So you're off the hook there. Thoughts are being generated by the body, you know, 
reacting to stimuli based on conditioning. Yeah, the conditioning reacts to stimuli. Part of the conditioning is when there's a reaction to stimuli, the mental process, I'm the one who's doing the reaction. That's another part of the stimuli. It's not true. Yeah? So see it. Maybe if you entertain, all right, these are not my thoughts. Tell me, or just let yourself feel it, don't you feel lighter when a thought is held as just a thought than when it's held as my thought? Now, for you to see the principle, you don't have to do thousands of thoughts. One will be the same as thousands. Yeah? One drop of ocean is the whole ocean, in a sense. So one example that, wow, I feel lighter when I hold the thought as a thought instead of my thought. Yes? Or about me. Just one. Just saying one. Or a stream of, like, say you had eight thoughts. I'm a real freaking loser. All right? Maybe that always comes up in you. I'm a real freaking loser. Okay. Now, if you're the thinker of it, yeah, <laughs> that's going to make a feeling in you. I would say it's a little heavy, yeah? I would say it, usually. And, yeah, if, there, if it's about you, and that's your Greek oracle, thoughts, then you are a loser for all intents and purposes, yeah? Now you're going to try to wrestle with, no, I'm not really a loser, but you actually believe you are. If there's a, such a strong reaction to that thought <laughs> that you are by going, no, I'm not, then you feel like you are. So you're already sucked in. So, yeah. So now you've just seen. Now if you could just do it once, and maybe you'd feel lighter, that's it. It's the same thing applied all the time. There's no, there's no you applying it. That would be the selfing again. That would be a thought seen to be yours or about you. Yeah. One will show you the whole thing. Why is it that I'm feeling so heavy? There it is. Instead of a thought, it's my thought. Instead of a, just a thought, it's about me. If you extract those two things, because you can't, the thoughts are going to happen. But those two things can be adjusted. Yes? You can actually tell the truth about those. Yes? Because they're not thoughts anymore. They're like beliefs now. They're old ideas. They're sitting there. They're like a foundation to this crazy little mental structure that's building a life for you, an interpretive life for you. Those things can be questioned. If one of them falls, you'll see a lot of weight will be lost from that. And where's that weight going to go? It turns into attention and interest, which is quite light in and of its own nature. When it's given into the nature of self, for it to seem real, it has to get solid and heavy. Because that's what self believes is real. What matters. Yes? Rock solid. Dependable. Rock solid. Matters. Yeah? So when your interest and attention is in that, it gets heavier to give it what? The meaning of being real. When it's given over to something other than that, it's lightness. It's lightness reflects its reality. Yes! Its reality is that every thought comes to go. That's the way it's nature. Just like as a body, you come to go. And everything that's being seen here is coming to go. Same thing with body or health. Take the my out of the health. Yeah? You show up, and basically, you're at the mercy of grace anyway. You know how many times I've been operated on? I've had, so, uh, this is like a public park in here. I've had so many hands in here 
My first one was 17 hours. This next two were 14 hours. I had people like moving in. Yeah? This whole idea of this is my body, is this a freaking joke? It'll have to wait. I don't care. Yeah? The idea of it being my body is a joke. It's a joke. It's not, it doesn't hold any water. Yeah? You can take parts out of some other body and put it into your body, and it will work, and your mind will still claim it to be you. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's Harold's arm. No, no, no. It's me. It's all me. One piece. There's only been one paw. <laughs> My body. I can't let anyone violate my body. Stop the operation. Yeah. My time. I don't have time for you. Because it's my time. My time is important. Yeah? To who? Me. Because it's mine. I've got to be accruing value every day. I've got to make sure my ledger, my accountant is... Okay, you made 150. Haven't you ever done that? Didn't you ever wake up sometimes when I was a house painter? I'd wake up and my head would throw out a random number. For you to have a successful day, Paul, you got to make 200 bucks today. If I didn't make 200 bucks, it's, it's vertical as I didn't have a successful day. It was incredible. I mean, the thing was just pontificating constantly, <laughs> making up random laws and practices. And, you know, and there I was, like the devoted hoop jumper threw up. <laughs> No, yes, yes, master, yes, master. As long as you don't kill me, I'll do anything. That's your impending doom. I know my idea of success is just to survive. Is this? So there is a freedom. The way I, I feel, the way you can entertain lightness is being light. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that simple. If you're waiting for a radical time-ending event, you may have missed it. <laughs> it's always so. So if you're putting it off by any little thing or any little trick that somehow you're not what you're looking for yet, maybe, or you were at one time, but you're not now, or however it is encapsulated in time, it's all baloney. It's always available at all times, right where you are, exactly as you think you are. Because as you think you are, you are not. Yes. Thinking does not make this thing unso. Nor does it make it so. It's already that. Yeah. So look at the mind, maybe. Extract one or two during the day. Yeah. If you don't believe that, just look at the Maya in action. Let's say you had a kid and you're in a park with 30 other kids. Where would your attention be? On your kid, obviously. Yeah? Maya is like the directional. Your attention and interest goes to Maya. Yes? Wherever there's a claiming or a privatization or taking that to be so, your attention and interest is what actually fortifies that appearance to be real. You're giving it all the meaning it has. How is that meaning delivered and given life is interest and attention? It's like an extra shot of light that illuminates the movie a little bit deeper, a little more convincing. When 
that's extracted, you'll see it as what it is. This is just a passing event with thousands of passing events. Yes? But you are solid. Solid in not the metaphor, but solid in consistency, in eternalness, into no-thingness. There's nothing that's ever going to shake that. Nothing's ever going to tattoo its impression on it. Nothing's ever going to affect it. Nothing's ever going to minimize it. Nothing's ever going to maximize it. It's always so, just as it is and just as it isn't. Yes. It's funny, someone said, hey, are you ready for your hernia operation? Of course not. It's tomorrow morning. How could I be ready for it now? <laughs> it's impossible. Okay, I'm going to get... How, how do you get ready for a hernia operation now? Really? Okay, I mean, visualize a hernia. I've been visualizing a hernia. I've got it down pretty well. All right, let's visualize the absence of a hernia. I'd just rather wake up and have it gone. It'd be easier. What are you going to do when you get there? I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. But don't you need a plan? Well, I found plans don't really work that well. Might as well just, you know what I mean? Do whatever you think is the right thing to do and then just show up and see what happens. Yeah. Isn't there magic here? Do you want to live as if it's based on the way you think? This whole place? Wouldn't that be insane? If, you're, if your logic and reasoning actually encapsulated what was happening here... This would be hell. There is something called grace and, and something like that that's constantly available just to turn you, all your logic and reason on a dime like that if you're just open to it. But if you're determined to be right and special as this, you'll have a blind eye to all that grace. And then you'll think everything is based on things. Yeah. And if goes this way, it's got to always go this way. There's no deviation from this way. Except another this way. No. Look up. Vertical. It's grace. 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 Anything happened. Anyone who's in recovery, we should be ashamed of ourselves if we're still doubting and needing to be convinced. Because something has delivered the good so many times. And this thing will never be convinced. It's unconvincible. It can be convinced, but it's always going to be unconvinced. Yeah? Convinced doesn't, isn't the dualistic aspect of convincing and unconvincing. It's deeper than that. It's like in your gut, you get convinced, and then that's that. You don't have to go back to the first grade class and relearn a powerlessness. You're clear powerlessness. And now there's no experience of surrender because there's surrendered. It's a done deal. It's finito. Bye-bye. Finished. Yes? So therefore, something can truly get established here, because it's a, a sound foundation, because it's not from here, the foundation. It's from there. It's from that eternalness, from that one without a secondness. It's from something that is not like this place that comes and goes, and once was firm and now is weak. Once was stable and now unstable. No, it's something prior to that little seesaw of life, Yes? And there, a life can be established. And to me, how it demonstrates as an established life is you travel lighter. Simple as that. No one has to ever notice it. It doesn't matter. It's not about noting. And the accountant's been fired. He's left the room. There's no 
Because really the greatest value is basically you've never done anything in a sense. You're walking around and every day is a day of doing nothing. It's incredible. So every day the accountant comes up with zero. <laughs> zero. He gets fired. He doesn't have to come anymore. Alright, the whole the whole addition the whole sum of the day was nothing. Oh okay. Nothing. Nothing, but in nothing such a richness. Because you travel lighter. Yeah. When it's unmistakable when it's happening. It's unmistakable. And the situations and circumstances you're in do not outshine what you are. No matter, you may have five kids, you may have two alimonies. Yes, it can seem to be heavier here for you, but the potential is that you outshine every circumstance and situation. That is what's so. Will it translate in this life? I don't know. But if one mind would drop out of your life, you'd probably travel a whole lot lighter. Just one mind. Let's say thoughts. My thoughts, just thoughts. Just maybe for a few minutes a day, if they were not held as yours, you would travel so much lighter. Yeah. Money. Money has like a, a movement or a currency of movement or expression. Not my money. Something that defines the sense of security I have. Have you seen people who are defined by money? They tend to be dry like a piece of paper. A lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And no matter how much they have, they're still living in the fear of losing it or not having enough. You don't see. It's not the way it's set up. What you believe happens here doesn't happen here. The belief that, oh, if once I got a certain thing and a certain amount, everything would be fine, it doesn't usually work that way. There's a sense of more constantly generated in the mind, and it seeks and seeks and seeks, and none of them really allay the fear or the anxiety. It just finds another format to pre present itself. Yeah, now you're afraid of this or that or this or that, yes? But the anxiety will be still entertained, no matter how you have it together out here. In other words, that's not the solution to what ails us. The solution to what ails us is see what's mine is not mine, yes? And what's yours is not yours, in a sense. There's no claiming or privatizing of anything. doesn't mean I go to Pacific Heights and sleep in someone's house tonight. They'd arrest me. There'd be some sort of, uh, I'm not going to squat at the uh, governor's building office. Maybe I would, but I'd probably get arrested. But you know, you would travel a whole lot lighter just in one aspect. Body, my body. See, see about that. Yeah? Surfing, it's wave, my wave. Totally different. Tons of aggression comes up when it's my wave. Because <laughs> someone's usually on it. <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> Mine is a... You have to see, man. A lot of meaning is distributed by that one little act of mine. Yeah. Everyone's concerned about that. The things that have been claimed, but the claiming, check that out, because that's where the freedom is, not in the things. But in looking at that, like Ramana said, you don't have to give up your possessions. You know, Ramana Maharshi, the saint in India, I don't know what you want to call him, but he was an incredible, he lived with, uh, in diapers his whole life, incredible to me. I mean, my hat's off to him right there. 
I always thought if I could just wear pajamas every day, that would be a very high level of success. But he beat me by a mile. Pajamas, this little white swaddling thing. Whole life, incredible. Chilled out to the bone. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. These great masters come see him. He'd be sitting there feeding his peacock. They're all standing there with him. He's not even looking at him. He's hanging out. He's <laughs> my type of guy. So it seemed cool. Some guy was writing a book about him that was not nice, and the guy ran out of money, so Ramana said to his little the people that were surrounding him, give the guy some money so he can finish the book, so hopefully people will stop coming. <laughs> he wasn't planning a book signing tour, engagements, he thought this. Leave me alone. The only things I got enlightened around him were a peacock, a cow. <laughs> all the animals, none of the people, but all the animals got enlightened. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but Master, I've been coming 30 years, I know, but the peacock will go, what? A peacock? Shit. <laughs> he was probably screwing with them all the time. That's great. Then there's Nizagadala Maraj. Maybe I'm not correct, but he used to kick people out. They'd be there for a couple of weeks. he said, hit the road, bro. And live it. You're, gonna, it's, you're your own authority. A Buddha said the same thing. He says, don't believe anything you hear. Find out. Check it out. Yeah. So I don't usually give much things. I don't, but I'm giving you one tonight. Just look at the my in your mental activity. Just, it's not, you're not going to see, it's not going to be said in your head because it's an assumption now. It's feeling. It's wrapped with a feeling. It's an old idea. Yes? It does, it's not applicable every moment. It's not applied every moment because it's applicable every moment. See, every thought is held as being yours or about you. Every one of them. So just see that maybe. Yes? Are these my thoughts? I'll tell you, if they're not, if you can entertain that they're not, you'll travel lighter. You're on to something. You know, expand the principle. Right? Not my time. What would I do with time if it wasn't mine? What would you do? You'd find out, wouldn't you? If it's your time, you think you know what you're going to do, don't you? Maybe I've been all planned. But let's say the ownership of that time was taken away. How would you find it? What would happen in time? You'd find out about it, right? You would. Because it's not yours. You can't sort of, like, stake it and put a fence around it and say, okay, this is for fun and no, I'm going to do this and that. No, that's all blown. Now it's just this, this thing called time and it's not yours. Incredible. The field just opens up wide. Yes? You'll find out what you're going to do with it when. When you're doing it. Oh, I don't like that. I need to know. That's the mental security. That's the illness. Yeah. Find out. I was forced into it quite a lot in my life. Yeah.